ek dink ons kan maar begin, ek gaan nie nog langer wacht nie, ek gaan net gauw um, ons, ons gaste um, invite, laat hulle ons join v- vanavond, en uh, dan is ek nou met julle, dat ek gauw hier kyk, hoekom wil hou vir my sê dat ek mense kan invite nie, ah, here we go, um, Sorry, as ek nou awkwardly vir die screen staan, ek en wat net gauw, een paar mense. Hello, hello. You are a weirdo. Why? What's wrong? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I've stopped laughing ever since, like, you started. Hey, T! Heidi. <laughs> Hello, my vrou. Hi, Mel. Hello. <laughs> hey, hey, lekker om jy allemaal hier te hee. Um, baie lang klas vertaise gesien, sy is al die paar daar in haar kamer, so dat ons klank nie met mekaar interfere nie. So, ja. Um, Ek dink ons gaan, ons gaan begin, dink ek het genoeg tyd geef allemaal om, om te waag. So, ek gaan uh, die boodskap hier doen, maar ek wil vir julle vraag, voor, uh, moet, moet nie voor die tyd gaan nie, as het moeilik is vir julle, um, asjeblief bly tot aan die einde van die boodskap, want uh, soos ek gesê, daar is bykie groot nies wat ek met julle wil deel, specifiek Wine Youth met julle, um, wat redelijk belangrijk is vir julle allemaal om te weet wat volgende met die jeug gaan gebeur en, en vanavond ons gaan met die jeug en so en so meer. So please stick to the end so you can be up to date with what's going on. Okay, so we have two questions. You are Nin, oh my word, you are Nin have gejoined. Hello Nini! Woo! Anyway, ek was so excited. Nini, this is like, come here, we'll stay. Okay, we are dealing with two questions tonight. First question is, how are you doing? Nee, ek joke. Um, eerste vraag is, um, ek het geweet, jy gaan lach al voor Thaise. Thaise, for those of you who don't know, that was a Friends, like the series, the Friends reference, and uh, she's a big Friends freak. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong, Dineo? What's going Nothing on? Nothing wrong with that. I love Phoebe. Phoebe's my favorite. Oh, my word. <laughs> Chandler. <laughs> I am absolutely a Chandler. Rachel. No, come on. Melissa? Is die mense nee, te oud? Ek, ja, <laughs> ja, sorry. Dit is bykie voor my tyd. Soos, as jy. Jylle moet my aanvaar. So, just say it. <laughs> okay. First question for tonight. Let's get into this. What is a good age to start dating? What is a good age to start dating? Um, I think this is a brilliant question. I think this is a very needed question in the in the times we live in. Seeing as it, it seems that the world is pushing younger and younger people to to be involved with things that they don't need to be involved in and, and uh, things that are inevitably robbing from their experience as teenagers. So I think this is a very good question to ask. What is a good age to start dating? So I'll, I'll kick it off and um, then we'll go around. 
Uh, I don't know how you guys are arranged on your uh, screens, but let's let's go after me, uh, Deneo, uh, after Deneo, Tiza, and then Melissa. So let's go that way. Um, so here's my opinion. What is a good age to start dating? So I think this is one of those questions that you can't really give an answer that stretches all across the board, if you get what I'm saying, because people are different, situations are different, and I think ultimately it comes down to to maturity, emotional maturity, um, and, and so on. So, and, and certain people are, you know, they're emotionally mature and stable at age 14. Uh, other people are age 45 and they're still not mature. So it, it's, a, it's a bit hard to, to give a... a um, don't laugh, you know it's true. Anyway, <laughs> it's a bit hard to, to give an answer that stretches all across the board, but I would have to say it has to do with, not necessarily with how old you are, but with uh, if you are ready to be in a relationship and if you are mature enough to handle that. Now, this is a really bad answer. Let me tell you why. Not because it's my answer. I don't give bad answers, but this is a bad answer. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think it's a bad answer because... In order for this to happen, you need to be brutally honest with yourself. You need to be super honest with where you are at personally and evaluate yourself and decide for yourself because no one else can really decide it for you. You need to decide for yourself, am I ready to be in a committed relationship because that's what dating is. I know that's not necessarily what everyone thinks, but that is the truth. I'm not going to bend on that. I'm not going to give on that. Dating is a commitment. It's a, com a committed relationship that you go into. It's as simple as that. And uh, you need to be able to evaluate yourself and, and decide for yourself, am I ready to commit myself to this thing, to commit to this relationship w uh, with this person who might one day possibly be my, my partner for life? Um, mm. And I don't think... Now, some of you might not like what I'm going to say now, but I don't think you are able to do that. Not because you are teenagers. I, I, I just don't think, I think people like in their 20s, in their 30s, you get people who, who struggle with this. People in general aren't very honest with themselves. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not very honest with myself. And so for, it's really hard to, to be so mature and so honest with yourself that you get to a place where you can say, you know what? you know what, I think I'm too immature to be in a relationship right now. Now, how many, how many times do you hear people say that about themselves? Never, because it's really hard to be that honest with yourself. And that's why I'm saying it's not a really good answer. But before I go on, I'm going to give you guys some statistics. Uh, and then I have a few more thoughts on, on the question, what is a good age to start dating? But I'm going to stop there after the statistics. And um, then we'll give over to Deneo and so on and so forth. So listen to this. This is quite quite uh, interesting. So according to the statistics, um, two percent of all high school relationships make it to marriage. Two percent, and out of that two percent, um, fifty-four percent have a marriage that lasts longer than ten years. So if we take that into consideration, that means that ninety-eight percent of high school relationships fail. 98% of high school relationships don't make it 10 years down the line. 
Now, this isn't saying that high school relationships never work out. My my aunt uh, met met uh, my uncle uh, in high school. They started dating in high school, and they were married until he a few years ago he passed away. Um, and they were happily mar- married as far as I know. So it does happen. It's not impossible. It is possible, but it is also very unlikely to mm. to succeed. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts. And uh, like I said, I'll, I have a few more things. But, Danao, let's hear from you. What do you think? What is a good age to start dating? Never. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, t- no, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry, what? I just want to say, Stefan, um, yeah, welcome here. Says hi, hi to everyone. Stefan, hi to you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Anyway, dating, what is a good age, Dineo? You know, if you think about dating and you think about high school, you know you get that phase, the puppy puppy love phase. Is it serious? How serious are you about dating? Where do you mm. see yourself with this person? Why are you even dating? Are you dating because everyone around you is dating? Do you actually know the true meaning of the word dating? And like yeah. last week, what we spoke about court, like um, court, courting, that whole yeah. that whole thing. Courtship. People, yeah. Courtship. There we go. Do people still do that? And we find that most people don't do that anymore, and they don't even know what it is. So a good age for dating for me is that there isn't a good age. Dating is that unexpected surprise that you get falling in love with someone and the the statistics that you gave were quite shocking. And I mean, like 98% don't even last 10 years. That gets you wondering, what are you doing then? What what is your game plan? What it's, it's actually quite shocking, but for me, I think the relationships that last are the ones that aren't expected. You don't go into high school or or university saying, I'm going to start dating, I'm going to start doing this. Mm-hmm. The ones that surprise you, the ones that sweep you off your feet, the ones that fill, fill you up, give you something that you need, those are the ones that are that are lasting and those are the ones that can happen when you are 16, that can happen when you are 55, that can happen when you are, I don't know, in your 30s. There isn't a time, there isn't a, a set number to start dating. That's just my personal preference because you can date someone in high school, go to university, and then find your, your soulmate. Or mm. you can get married and then even though we are not saying this is the right thing, you separate and then after that separation, you meet your soulmate and that is well into your 50s. You start dating again. So I don't really think there is a correct date to say this is the right time to start dating. But I also do agree with you when you said it's all about maturity. Why am I dating? What do I want to get out of this? What are my expectations versus reality? Cool. Okay, Tiza, your thoughts. Hey, beautiful. So I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, stop it. Um, I, I totally agree with Daneo. I don't have a certain age where um, 
this is the age that you need to start dating um, to have a successful relationship. Um, I had a friend in school who met the love of her life at 16 years old and they got married shortly after she um, left school. Um, and and he was like, I think he was like almost 10 years older than her. So it was like a big like, oh, oh my word, how dare you, you know, cradle snatcher. Mm-hmm. And they were just so, it was just so such a happy relationship. They were just um, such a godly and good relationship with each other and um, but that's also that's the two percent that Harman spoke about that's not a that's not a universal thing that happens for us all um so just out of my own experience um I I did have a couple of like little relationships in high school but I because I didn't know who I was I didn't know who like I didn't know myself I couldn't Mm. really be in a relationship that lasted because I would just like follow what that person was doing or um, follow what my friends were doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I had to come to a a point in my life where at like 19, um, I went to study and I asked God, please, please don't (laughs) let me fall in love with anyone for like the first year of my studying. Um, Don't let me, um, have feelings for anyone. I just want to like, <laughs> just sort me out first before I, um, get into any kind of relationship. Um, and it was, it was, God did that for me. Like <laughs> he, he really like listened to my heart and, and for the first year of my studying, um, I didn't have feelings for anyone. And then in my second year, I became friends with Harman and a bunch with like a bunch of friends. And then, at the end of my second year, I was like, hmm, I like this guy. <laughs> and then in my third year, we started dating. So it, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a whole process. It wasn't, it wasn't a instant thing. Mm-hmm. And also, so I think it's very important that you get to know yourself first before mm-hmm. you get into a relationship. It's so, it's really difficult to be in a relationship if you don't, um, know who you are if you don't have stability mm-hmm. if like Hanman said if you're um not emotionally stable if you're not um yeah if you don't know who you are and it's not to say we're all we're perfect now that we're in a marriage or in a relationship we all go through ups and downs it's hard work it's um sometimes painful and it takes a lot of um in- endurance sometimes <laughs> um but but it's so worth it to to really yeah give that part of yourself over to God as well yeah mm-hmm. and find and know who you are. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, uh, Melissa. Okay, so I am going to try to remember how to speak English. Okay, so I'll try. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, so I agree with everything you guys said, and I actually spoke to um, my fiance today and my, and my mom, and I think um, yeah, maybe not a popular opinion because I can obviously only talk from my own experience. Um, I would um. say dating while in high school, clearly, as we can see with the statistics, is not the best idea for me the fact that 
the only thing that you need to worry about is actually like getting through the term and getting on to the next grade like you have no sense yeah. of responsibility when it comes to the stresses of life and <clears throat> i think for myself um i wish that i could have waited until i was a bit older um so i think coming with a maturity i think it's important for um you to firstly um like we said know yourself um and to know god and be great friends with whoever you want to then pursue courting uh, with because a lot of times i mean when i was in high school i wanted to become a singer i wanted to become an actress i wanted to travel the world and hey mm. i ended up in the west coast uh, getting together with <laughs> high school friends and hanging out with them and i not like a uk okay of it's you know like up in the east coast so um, <laughs> but but in our relationship i think what was important is we both had to grow up we both had mm, to go yeah. and do things that we loved um make mistakes um get a bit of a taste of what it feels like to live in our own flats and you know those type of things so um there isn't an age for it and you can't mm-hmm. um I don't want to say wait until you both spiritually mature because what the heck does that even mean <laughs> you know yeah. that sounds like it to be perfect but I think if I could give a tip on when to start dating is to pray and ask God to work in the heart of the person that you will end up with whenever um that they will be teachable because when mm-hmm. you are in a relationship with someone whose heart is to be obedient to God then you won't have to change them they won't want to change you because you know they rooted in in God so so yeah i would say there isn't a, a right age but i would promote like doing what you want to do before getting into something that you're not really sure what you want out of it if that makes sense so yeah okay cool let me just check here um god bless everyone thank you stefan i appreciate it um so yeah i think so let's say if if you're listening tonight and you are between the age of 13 to 18 which probably includes the majority of you seeing as this is a youth group i, I would say I, I want to agree with, I think Danae said it as well. Like, wh- what are you doing? Like, if you're in high school and, and you're dating, I don't think the question should be, when is a good age to start dating? I think the real question is, why are you dating? Like, why, why do you do this? Why do you want to date? Why, do you, why don't you want to be single? Why do you want to be in a relationship? Is it because, you know, you feel lonely? Is it um, because it makes you feel like you have some sort of status uh or or popularity or it it makes you feel worthy is it because everyone else is doing it and you don't want to be the you know the weirdo who's who's the only one that's single or, or maybe it's maybe you're doing it because you're just an idiot with absolutely no self control over your own sexual desires if you answer yes to any of the above questions chances are you are probably not ready to date someone 
And and let's let's be honest. If you are in that high school phase, in in that age group, in the teenage age group, now there's a lot of hatred, I feel, towards teenagers these days. And um, as a youth pastor, I I'm not going to stand for that. I will say this: when you're in that phase, you don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, no one no one can argue with that. All of us, like us four, can agree because. We we were there. Everyone that's teenagers listening right now, you know, it, it's fine. It's okay. You are trying to figure out who you are, where you fit in. You know, what what is what are you about? Why do you exist? Um, and you're trying to figure all of that out. And then on top of that, you want to go into a relationship. If you don't even know wh- who you are, how how are you going to know what you need from a relationship? Or furthermore, what the other person might need from that relationship. Now, I want to add on to that and say that, and, and I want you guys, if you're a teenager, hear me out with this. This is a good thing. Like this place you are at is a good thing. The fact that you are uncertain about certain stuff and, and still trying to figure out life around you is not bad. It's not like, oh, you're stupid or, or, or whatever. You're less of a human. It's a, it's a good place to be. And I say that because it's the place where I found Jesus for the first time. And I mean, Jesus, who he is to me, that's where I got to know him for the first time. Not not the Jesus that my parents told me about, not the Jesus that, that the church told me about, or, you know, Wumis and Tanis told me about. Well, you know, the same Jesus, but not riding off the backs of other people's opinions about who Jesus is, but getting to know him, getting to meet him for myself. And that's, that to me, for me, that happened in that space where I was trying to figure out who I am because inevitably that led me to Jesus. Because if you do this right, this whole figuring out yourself, if you do it right, 100%, it will end with Jesus because he's the one who gives you your purpose. He's your creator. He's, he's your everything. Um, he's the one that knows you better than anyone, including yourself. So if you do this this process right, you will end at Jesus. Um, so don't despise this. And and also we said we said previously, don't don't rush it. Like best dating advice ever for a teenager: slow down, slow down. Don't allow the world to rush you. It, it's a good thing to be in this space that you are in uh, currently, even though I know, I know you're probably sitting there and, and maybe you're thinking, well, you know, that sounds cool. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Herman. It doesn't feel that nice though. You know, not knowing anything around me and why things are the way they are. And why does it feel like everything gives me a mini panic attack? I, I know it doesn't feel like a now, but just don't rush through it. Just slow down and, and go through the process Unfortunately for myself, I um, I dated a lot during high school. I think in my five years, uh, my five year high school career, it would be a lot if I would say the 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 total amount of days that I was single was like two weeks in 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 a five year period. Um, now, given I didn't like I didn't have flings or whatever, I think my shortest relationship was, I guess, two weeks. But that wasn't really a relationship, and um, you know. She was whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not me; it's you. Um, anyway, um, but other than other than the two week relationship, other than that, all my relationships were either like you know a year or, or, or um, I think my longest relationship during high school was three years and two months. So so that's why I, I was rarely ever single, and 
if I look back today, I, I won't, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be able, when I was in that space, I wouldn't be able to tell you why I date. I wouldn't be able to give you an answer to that question. I, not because I didn't know the answer, but because I, I didn't want to know the answer. I, I didn't want to, to focus on that question. I didn't want to think about it. I just want to do this thing. I don't want to think about the fact that it's scary for me to be lonely. I don't want to think about the fact that I was not okay just spending time with myself. Um, but, but all those things, you know, they were good things, and I, I learned a lot of lessons out of, out of um, most of those relationships, uh, except the two weeks one. Um, but the, the point is, the point is, I took a lot longer than my friends to figure out who I am. Because let's face it, when you're in a relationship, when you're dating, it takes up a lot of your time. It takes up most of your time. Uh, like even when you're not together, you know, you're texting or, or you're just thinking about each other. It takes up almost all your time. And so you just, it's time that that's good, but that's time that should have also been allocated to figuring out who, who the hell am I? Why, you know, what is my point? Who, why do I exist? As I said, so I would say, um, the question is not necessarily the wrong question is what is the right age to start dating? A better question would be, um, why are you dating? Why, why, why be in a relationship? And I know it's a hard question to answer because it's, you know, it's great being all logical and like, Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Adman. Oh, that's so good. Although she's pretty damn hot, you know, then logic goes out of the window. So I, I, I get that. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's 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 hear from you guys. Let's uh, let's start off. Just give me uh, in the comments. Give me uh, what do you think? A, a random number. What do you think is a good age according to you uh, to start dating? You don't have to give an explanation for it or whatever. Just give an age. What do you think is a good age to start dating? Let's see what you guys have to say. Twenty-five. There we go. Twenty-five. Okay. Good one. Good one. Um, let's see. Does no one else have a? Uh, there we go. Eighteen. 18. Okay. Eighteen. I just want to get like a general consensus where, where you guys are at. What do you guys think is a good age? Okay. Another eighteen. We have a thirteen. I should have asked you to put your age and then the age you think is okay to start dating. That that would have probably been better. Okay, we have a 19 year. Uh, we have another person joining say, us. Yo, yeah. Can, can I just say there is a wrong age to start dating, and that is anything like <laughs> really young, like <laughs> babies. Don't date babies. Yes, yes. Very good point. I I assumed everyone would understand that, but I think it's a very good point to, to mention no, that. No, I mean um, like actual baby, like, you know, eight-year-olds. There's a lot of people in our culture who are like, ooh, yeah. this is your boyfriend. And then it's like four-year-olds, <laughs> and you're like, oh, my word. Like, they don't, they shouldn't even know about <laughs> this stuff yet. Yeah. Um, so there's like a whole, like, sexual thing about getting kids into relationships. Not again. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I, in my opinion, I. Oh, sorry, Danao. Yes. But like, isn't it that whole thing? Like, just thinking about what Tyza just mentioned now, is that you know you get your aunties and your uncles and even your cousins that come to you and boyfriend and girlfriend. 
sometimes at a young age we get that confused. It's like, oh, who's your boyfriend in the sense of who's a boy and who's just who just happens to be a friend, but nothing sexual. So sometimes mm-hmm. you have your five-year-old who says, oh, I've got a boyfriend, but it's not in the way that we think a boyfriend and a girlfriend yeah. is. You yeah. know what I mean? And then after it's that whole thing of now we're putting the younger generation into a mindset of them being in a relationship because of what we think boyfriend mm-hmm. and girlfriend actually mean. But for them, it's just, no, that's my boyfriend. That's my girlfriend. I mean, when I was growing up, I used to get upset when I used to, when they used to ask me that question. I was like, yeah, I've got a boyfriend. But in my head, my boyfriend was, he's, it's a friend that just happens to be a boy, not what mm-hmm. you are thinking. So yeah. like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I think it's it's also good that we define what do we mean by when we say dating, because it's it's easy to ask the question, what do you think is a good age to to start dating at? But it might also be that people have different understandings of of what dating is. Um, we we did talk about this over the last like week or two weeks or so. But just to clarify again, in my opinion, dating is is like an interview that you have with someone. Where, to see whether or not that person is a suitable person to one day marry. Dating, there's no such thing as, it's not, it's not a game. There's no such thing as that. Dating is not a game. People's hearts are involved. You know, there's a, that saying, I, I was thinking about it earlier today. There's a saying, um, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, I, I want to, as a Christian, I want to redefine that. I, I want to say, hate the player and hate the game. Because it's, 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 this is not a game. Um, people's lives, people's hearts, people's emotions are, are involved. Uh, this is real. So <clears throat> apart from that, um, I don't want to go into this, uh, but but I think there's also the, the romantic or the sexual aspect of dating, um, which is a whole different conversation. Uh, and, and we maybe at a stage we could go deeper into uh, to that. I, I don't know. I think you did mention you, you, you're going to go into into that topic a bit, the whole sexual thing. Um, some other time, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think we've said what what needs to be said. So it's not necessarily about what is a good age to start dating, but it is about w- figuring out why you want to date. And also, just I, I know I know you guys aren't going to do this, and I know it doesn't matter what any of us say, it's not going to stop any teenager ever who wants to date to stop dating. I know that. I realize that. But I'm going to say it anyway. Use, use the people around you. Use people who have journeyed a bit further than you have, people who have a bit more experience in life. Ask their opinions and then do this magical thing. Listen to when they speak. Apply what they say. Yeah, like, like don't, don't just like, oh, you know, listen to what people have to say. I think that's why it's so important uh, even even in a church setting, we did a, this little um, thingy teaching one day about what what does a healthy congregation or a healthy church look like. And one of the things that was really that really stood out for me is a healthy church has all age groups in it. 
and I think that's so valuable. You need you need the fire of youth. You need the passion of of young people. And you you but you can't have that without the wisdom of the elderly. And you can't have the wisdom of the elderly without the passion and the fire of the young people. So use use those around you. Ask for advice and actually listen to that. If people, you know, if if you have friends that are that are a bit more mature and a bit older than you are and that have some more life experience than you do and you ask them and and you know five out of six say i don't think you're ready for a relationship you know then then maybe maybe you're not ready for a relationship that doesn't mean oh, okay you're going to be single for the rest of your life that just means stop having this idea that oh, if it doesn't happen now i'm i'm never going to it's never going to like don't rush it just calm the hell down slow down you will be okay. Everything is going to be fine. Um, so just slow down. Some, that's, I don't know if, if uh, the three of you have anything else to add to that. Uh, Tyza, Melissa, Danao, any of you? No. I don't know. But, um, this came to mind, which I heard a while ago. Give God your time frame, which ties in with what mm. you said. Give yeah. God your time frame. So if it doesn't okay. happen now, it doesn't mean it's never going to happen. Don't give God a time frame to say in five years' time I want a relationship, in two years' time I want to be married, or whatever the case may be. Give yeah. God your timeline. He has it already because he planned you. He knows you, formed you, yeah. and he chose the right time for someone to come into your life. So yeah. my responsibility, which ties in with what Mal was saying, is to pray, and what, what Tyza was also saying, pray to God. Ask him and say, you know what, God, I give you my time frame. I surrender everything to you. And when it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen now, it gives me more time to learn about you and in turn myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stefan says, learning so much. Thanks, everyone. Uh, thank you, Stefan, for your comment. Um, okay, uh, Tiza, you said you are just joining for the one question. Are you staying? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm okay. gonna go. So we're gonna say goodbye to Tiza. But before you go, Tiza, I think Melissa wanted to still add something. Yeah. Um. I just want to say, like, I think something that I didn't do enough is to to question why are you feeling oh. rushed. Um. Mm. I, mm. I spoke about it today. You know, we grow up, and I'm gonna keep this short. But we grow up with, um stories of princesses and princes coming to their rescue and uh, we want to be rescued by a random stranger before we even know who God is and who the heck that yeah. guy is. So I love like Tangled because she hits the guy with a pan because that's how we should react. Like we need to be so, um, actually, how can I say this now? Be, know that you're sacred. Know that, you know, yeah. you and who you are and what God has for you is sacred. So don't just allow anybody in without you really knowing why you want to get involved. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. my two cents. Cool. That's good. Well done. That's good. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Tiza, are you going to leave us? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. 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 <laughs> Um, let's see this comment here. Such an amazing group of strong women. I know, right? Fierce. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> I feel really outnumbered tonight. I don't know why I invited three of you and didn't think of a guy. Um, anyway, maybe it's because I have so many wise women in my life. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the to the second question for tonight, and then after that, we're going to move on to. Uh, like I said, I have some news that I would like to share with all of you in Vine Youth. So, second question for tonight is: Is it okay to live together before marriage? Very good question. Is it okay to live together before marriage? Now, before I get into this, I, I would like to just define what this means like who are we talking to here we we are talking specifically to people who are dating who are romantically involved with one another and living in the same apartment or house or whatever that's who we are talking we're not just talking about two friends living together even even if it is a guy and a girl we're not talking about two friends who are completely platonic friends not friends with benefits or any crap like that like normal plain Goeie vriende living together. We're not talking about that. We are specifically in this question focusing on people who are romantically involved. I don't know why I keep on doing this. <laughs> anyway, um, people who are romantically involved with one another, that is who we are talking about. So um, before I get into this, I, I, I started off the, the first question. So, um, you know, I don't want to be, don't want to be sexist. <laughs> so, Melissa, uh, <laughs> would you, would you please weigh in, you know, give us some of your wisdom. Um, so, um, I've been thinking about this question the whole day. And I think the first thing that came up to mind is it's not the living together that is the sin because two people walking around in an apartment does not do anything, but it is yeah. what you're opening yourself up to when you in that apartment. Um, yeah. So I think I was thinking about a lot of things, you know, like I said earlier, when you're in high school, you know, we dream about where you're going to study or what you want to do like overseas or whatever. Um, but as soon as you move into an apartment, I think there is a very good reason why God <laughs> said a man and a woman will leave their parents or their apartment, whatever. We don't have to get technical and be joined together yeah. because there is so much responsibility with this, guys. Like, yeah, I yeah. can uh, um, the stress that comes just with having that responsibility. Let's just look at the practical stuff. Like when you live together, you sign a contract. So if you sign mm -hmm. a contract for living together with someone who doesn't really know why they're dating and, you know, doesn't really want to get married or commit, you know, you're just kind of going on emotions because it's lacquer. Like guys, when they walk out, your heart's going to be broken you're going to be in debt because <laughs> now you yeah. have to pay everything. Um, yeah. So that's one side of it. Um, and I think the obvious thing that we know is when you live together, um, if you are a normal young person who have hormones, and, I mean, if we look at our movies, at the music that we listen to, well, I can't yeah. say everybody, but be real, um, everything around us influences us 
to get sexual. So if you now, yeah, so if you now gonna be alone the whole time, there is mm-hmm. nobody watching you. You out of school for the first time. Like it's not like your parents are gonna walk in on you. So what's yeah. stopping you? Guys don't have self control. Da 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 da. You know. Mm-hmm. So you you just opening yourself up to to start okaying things that will lead to you okaying more sin, pushing you mm-hmm. away from God. So I I just want to read this, and you guys can do with this whatever you want to. Um. So. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3 to 7, it says, God's will is for you to be holy. So if we now all agree we're Christians, and we committed to growing, however that looks, whatever it is. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a Christian brother in this matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure. So I want you to think of that. If you're not married and you're living together with someone who... Nowadays, getting married is not like a hot topic, I've noticed. It's just like, yeah. oh, we'll see yeah. where it goes. You are messing with someone else's wife or husband and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Are you really mm-hmm. willing to sacrifice that for an idealistic picture of living together mm-hmm. um, like in the movies? Because it's not mm-hmm. the same. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's just what I preach it, girl. I I completely agree. I, I um, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and I I mean even we can even just stop it there. Like what you read, Melissa, in, in that um, in Thessalonians, um, you can't really argue with that. It's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Anyway, Danae, what do you think? This was a mic drop. yeah absolutely you can't subtract you can't add you can't divide anything from that because it's true and what when she was speaking the words that came to me sit and fuss it wasn't allowed i'm not sure if you guys know what sit and fuss is which is just explain it sit and fuss is a cultural word that um they used to use for staying with someone that you're not married with so yeah let's sit okay. and fuss you're just sitting together you, you you don't really know if you're gonna get yeah. married and that's what it is sit and fuss sitting okay. and holding on to something that doesn't it's not gonna go anywhere and mm. you can't do that it's 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 not right. I don't believe that you should move in with someone to say, you know what, I want to move in with someone to see how this person is. I want yeah. to see their mannerisms. You can't do that. You're taking away from 
the actual beauty and stress and frustration when you actually do live together as man and wife when you guys get married. Yeah. But now that you are sitting and you're fussing, you're taking away that beauty. You're taking away what you're supposed to be discovering together as husband and wife in the proper way. Like, but like in society, it makes it look, it makes it look normal. And yeah. I love what Mel was saying about, no, your parents aren't going to be walking in on you. Like you can do whatever you want. There's no one there. And you become very prideful in that kind of situation. Pride takes over. And it's very sad. And you, you don't get closer to God. You actually move away from God. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, this is my space, my apartment, mine. You can come and visit me, and then you go home. There is no yeah. such thing as, you know what, we're going to watch a movie together. Let's be honest about life. It's a two-hour movie. That movie is going to end up watching you. Let's be honest, because it's going to be sitting there, and then next thing the head goes on the shoulder, then you get all comfortable. We, 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 we know this. We know this. So yeah. don't even say, over. Oh, let's, let's watch a movie. Nia, let's be yeah. smart about it. If we want to go watch a movie, let's invite the whole bunch of friends so that we can do it together. Or go out yeah. to the cinema and do it there. But don't say no, yeah. come over to my place because then afterwards you are opening doors that can't really be shut by yourself. Yeah. So living together only only happens when you are married, not before that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it starts off with, uh, to quote you, Danae, it starts off uh, with, with a certain fuss, and then um, you end up with just sitting fuss the whole time. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, my, my little stupid joke for tonight. Um, yeah, okay, so my five cents about this, uh, the way I, I like using metaphors, I like using examples out of my own life to explain things um, and I was thinking, how, how would I explain this? And and to me, living together outside of marriage is exactly like Faith, my daughter, uh, eating apples. Now, let me just explain this story to you. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I walk through our house and find half-eaten apples placed in weird places. Okay? This is quite a, a frequent event that happens in our house. Uh, you know, you would walk and you're like, hey, let me go to the toilet. Why is there a half-eaten apple on the rim of the toilet? I don't know. It just happens. <laughs> and and uh, I, I thought about this. And here's the thing. We, so we have a big bowl of apples in our living room, on our, like, on our coffee table, accessible to everyone in the house, including my daughter. So the, the apples are there all day, every day. Uh, she can just grab one whenever she wants to. And so when I go up to her, the times I, I went up to her asking her, Faith, why, why don't you finish the apple? She, she just every time has the same answer. Well, you know, Ekezimia Lesni of Ekezno Fall. And I'm like, an apple is, is this big. Like how can half an apple, I know how much she eats. I mean, she's three years old. She consumes a lot of everything. So there's no way that if she was truly hungry, that she's not going to be able to finish her whole apple. 
But mm. I, and the thing is, she eats half of the apple. She doesn't really want the apple. She's kind of just bored. But mm. you know what? The apple is there. You know, the, the, the opportunity, if you get where I'm going with this, the opportunity is there to eat the apple. So why not eat the apple? If I don't, if I get halfway through the apple and I feel like not having the apple anymore, then, you know, I just throw the apple away, you know, the, let it rot or whatever. And, and that, that's kind of what living together romantically to me, it, that's what it's like without marriage because you, you start to uh, uh, sort of subconsciously you start creating this backdoor mentality where, mm. you know, it's, it's all good and well now. We love each other and, oh, she's the one or he's the one or whatever. But you know what? Maybe they're not. You know, we've lived together now for a few weeks or a few months or maybe a year or two. And uh, they're not really who I thought they were. Uh, can you imagine mm. that? So, so you know, maybe, maybe I just leave it. I, I know I already started eating this apple. I already started investing in this thing. I already started committing to this thing. But mm-hmm. um, you know what? I don't feel like it anymore. I, I, and I feel, I feel like that that's what it's like. And that also ties a lot in with what uh, you said, Melissa, where you're, you're putting yourself, I, I like to put it this way, you're putting yourself in a, a compromised position. And not only yourself, but the, the person involved as well, the other person um, that's involved living with you. You're putting both of yourselves uh, in a compromised position. And that is, I, I so agree with what Melissa is saying. The sin isn't necessarily the living together, but it's mm-hmm. placing each other's, each other in a compromised position. And in my opinion, I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't think you really care about her if you're willing to put her in a compromised position. And, and I know guys might argue with that and like, oh, I know, but you know, that's not what it's, whatever, man, whatever. I'm a guy I'm I'm like 31 years old now. I've been married now for uh, I don't know how long, five or six years, give or take. Um, <laughs> but the point is, I remember what I was like um, when when I was just dating, like in high school. I would have said anything to get what I want, and and that was me as a Christian. So imagine dating a guy who who has no authority above him. He, there's no one that, that he submits to. There's no one he's obedient to. So in other words, he's just obedient to his own desires. So I want you, and I want you now. I will take you. I will take what I want, and I will take it now, and you will obey. And when I'm done with you, I will discard you because I am full now. I'm satisfied. I don't want them. I don't want some some more. Um, and, and that's unfortunately what happens. And, I want to, one last thing I want to just add to to this, Um, seeing as we're being all Christian now, I I thought about some scriptures that that came to mind. Um, I can't let Melissa be the only one bringing the wisdom tonight, so I have to to, to add some scripture. But there's two things that popped up um, that I would say these are two things you need to be wary of, two cautions that you need to take before just jumping into a relationship, not just living together, but also the previous question, um, dating one another. So the first one is in Romans 13, and I'm reading from verse 14. So uh, Romans 13, Romans 13, verse 14. As you have a Bible, say by the Bible, no, no, by it. As I believe the Psalm, Romans 13, verse 14 says, But be like the Lord Jesus Christ, so that when people see what you do, they will see Christ. And then goes on to say, Don't think about, listen to this, don't think about how to satisfy the desires of your sinful self. Don't even think about it. 
and 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 this speaks to me so much. I, I've shared with some of you my my journey and my struggle with with like uh, lustful uh, thoughts and pornography and this. And this has happened to me so many times where you know this thing is going to lead to sin. This this thing you're doing now is going to lead to sin. You know it for a fact. You're not sinning now, but it's going to lead there. And then you still put yourself, you line yourself up for failure. You line yourself up in a position where this thing is able to, to get a grip on you. And that's what we do. Um, we, uh, even with living together without being married, you, you, it's not necessarily the living together, but it's the fact that you are lining yourself up for possible and probable failure. And, and I think that in itself is a sin. It's a sin to, to place yourself or other people in a compromised position. And then the second one is in Romans 12, verse 2. So both are in, in the book of Romans. First one is Romans 13, verse 14. And this one is uh, Romans 12, verse 2, which is a very well-known scripture. It says, don't change yourselves to be like the people of this world, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. How many times have, have some of you at the youth come to me saying, you know, I, I don't really get it. I don't really understand it. How, how does God speak to you? I don't know. How do, how, how does one hear God speak? How do you know it's Him speaking? And it's, and it's a hard question because it's different for everyone. But this, this scripture is very clearly giving us some tips on, on how to make sure that you're hearing God and that you understand what it is that He wants for your life. Let me read that part again. Let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then, in other words, when that has happened, then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. Goes on to say, you will uh, you will be able to know what is good and pleasing to Him and what is perfect. So, my two tips when it comes to living together before marriage or when it comes to dating is: do not tempt yourself, do not put yourself or the other person in a compromised position, but slow down. And the other one is: do not follow the ways of this world. Don't let the world dictate to you who you are and what you should be doing. Hmm. Uh, you, I, I believe I, I have this theory, I have this philosophy. Most of us, maybe not everyone, but most people know deep in their heart of hearts. They might not be willing to accept it to, uh, or, or to, uh, to admit it to themselves, but most people know the, uh, the, the difference between evil and good. Most people know the difference between sin uh, and what is not sin. We, we're just not willing to deal with that. In the, in the same way, like I said, I, I knew the, uh, what the answer was for me in high school, why I, my why, like I knew my why, I knew why I was dating. I just didn't want to think about it. And, and it's, it's the same with that. So that's my five cents on it. Um, b- before we give over to, to you guys in the comments, uh, anything else you two want to add to that? I actually want to. So I just want to, like the, the question that comes up in my, my mind now, um, <laughs> is yeah, but it's so much cheaper living together, and you know yeah, we must not have to. I need to know if he leaves his socks beside the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, if yeah. that happens, then we can't get married. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just start off with what the heck are we actually saying? We literally. Mm. Immediately going into the test drive mentality. 
when we say mm. that on the one hand. So yeah. you have already put up stuff in your mind saying, if this happens, then I disqualify the person. So firstly, like we've read now, we need to check our hearts with why we say certain things. And yeah. it's become like la-di-da type of conversation between friends that we don't really question the stuff that we say out loud. Um, yeah. So, and then when it comes to living together is cheaper, okay, like I hear you. But still, are you willing to compromise everything, your purity, having to deal with marriage responsibilities outside of marriage? You're putting yeah. stress on yourself. Guys, I'm talking out of experience, so I'm not being hypocritical here. I was there. Living together puts a lot of stress on your relationship. And I'm not saying you can't make it work. I'm just saying that why would you want to deal with marriage stuff with someone who doesn't even know if they want to get married to you? And if they say they want to get married, are willing to compromise, like Adman said now, on a lot of other things. You know, we need to go and recheck just what. Yeah. And what are we rooted in? Because if we both rooted in wanting to become more holy, not perfect, what are we willing to compromise? And if it starts yeah. already now, what is it going to lead to once you're married and the enemy starts going at you even more than before, if you even get married? So, yeah, that's so much just something that popped up. Yeah. No, it's very good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so I think that is, um, if it's okay with you, I think that's our message for tonight. Um, I don't have anything else to add to that. Um, let's let's hear in the comments. Um, I'm I'm gonna start sharing the the big news that I have. Um, but you guys, as I share, you guys are welcome to to just share in the comments or uh, your thoughts on what we said. Um, also, like, um, send us, uh, you know, send me a, you're welcome to send me a question. If you have a question, we'll see if we can answer it somewhere here and now, uh, depending on if I, um, well, if I feel like it. Um, anyway, <laughs> but uh, so the next part, I'm specifically speaking to, um, every member of Vine Youth, of our youth group. Um, so for those of you who don't know, which is probably all of you because I haven't spoken to any of you about this, but I'm going on sabbatical, or I'll learn it in Africa, on sabbatsverlof. There's a sort of so long verlof. I don't know if you have but I'm going on sabbatical from the 26th, 27th, 26th of this month. So in other words, I, I, I'm working still this week and then only again in three months' time. That means I'm not going to be in control or doing the youth for the next three months. But these two down here are going to do the thing. And Landa is also going to help out for those of you. Some of you know Landa already. But Deneo is, is going to um, take the lead for us with uh, the youth for the next three months. And um, she... Uh, is luckily, um, you know, she has the help of Landa and Melissa and whoever else she chooses, and they're, they're, both of them are very, very capable people, as evidenced by this message tonight. Um, so just so you guys know, for, for now, um, 
Deneo is going to, from next week on, she's going to take the lead with the youth. Um, and uh, we spoke about some of the stuff that she's going to be talking to you guys about. And uh, it's quite in-your-face stuff. It's quite Disney Tokis um, Omdraini. So I, I think I, I'm really excited about it. I am a little nervous because I've, I've never been apart from, from you guys for so long, uh, not being involved in the messages at all or, one, uh, or anything. But I, I really do trust Dineo with this. Uh, I trust uh, Melissa. I trust Landa with this. Um, so, yeah, please support them. Give them hell. Um, <laughs> give them hell. Um, make it very, very difficult for them. Uh, I want to see them at the end of this three months. I want to see them just like crawling to me, like, please help us. No, no I'm joking. Like, um, you know, please, please be kind. Please be kind to them. Uh, they are doing me a incredible, incredible, massive favor, uh, to, to, uh, with this thing. And, um, and I'm really excited about it. Like I said, I've, I've shared, um, with Deneo a bit about the, the theme she's going to be talking about like different topics she's going to be dealing uh, with. And also, just, just so you guys know, there's not going to be youth every week like like it was now. Um, unless, you know, from next week on, it's all um, on them. They decide how they want. If they decide, no, we want to do it every week, then they do it every week. I'm not going to have a say uh, in it. But as far as I know, uh, where we currently stand, there's only going to be youth every second week. Um, and as long as we are on level four, and not being able to to meet up uh, in the church, we're going to continue the way we do now. Deneo is going to do the live stream. She might invite someone. She might not. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, what is it? What else should I say? Is that about it? Yep. Anything else you want want to add? I, you know, anything. Be calm. Be gentle. So, I'm just yeah. as nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'm so grateful that Mel's going to be there holding my hand and Pastor Landa as well. So it's going to be super, super cool. It's going to be conversational. Um, you guys are going to get to know that I do not like to beat around the bush. So it's going to be topics that literally speak about what we are struggling with as teenagers right now. Not we, but like you guys and being the youth, what you guys struggle about and advice for the future so you do not make the same silly mistakes that I made or that we made so that you guys can grow. That's basically all the direction that I'm hoping to take with you guys and I just need love. So please be nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for those of you who don't know, know Deneo, just to give a bit of feedback, Deneo works on uh, uh, a campus on uh, that's uh, focused on restoration uh, specifically for women who have been uh, involved in um, addictions and stuff. So uh, she's quite hardcore. Um, she's a she's a hardcore lady. She doesn't take nonsense, and she knows what's what. And she might even invite some some of them to to just share their testimony, share their journeys. Because you know, it's it's one thing for us to talk about. You know, don't do this. This is bad. This is bad. But sometimes you need to be hit in the face with the truth. Um, sometimes you need to hear, listen here, I did those things. I, 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 you know, I got the t-shirt. I was there. I also didn't think it, it would end where it did, where it ended, but it did end here. So I'm, I'm really excited about, about that. And, um, hearing from you guys after the three months, you guys, um, listening tonight, you know, what, what these two, 
wat hulle kwijt geraak het. Um, so, sterte, sterte vir julle twee, sterte vir amal het luister vanavond. And um, yeah, that's it from me. Uh, I'm signing off and you will hear from me again in three months time. Cheers. Leafy Ella. So that's it for tonight. I'm going to say goodbye to you two. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Ek waardeer jylle baie. Ek waardeer. Ek my nek het vir Melissa, ek denk, ek het vir Melissa gevra gister of van vroeger vandag om ons te join. Ja, um, so thanks dat jy net soos op het is um, and, and that you're here and I can hear that you're not, you didn't just like speak a bunch of nonsense, you actually thought about these things and I really appreciate that. Deneo, same goes for you. I really appreciate both of you. So, um, yeah, Vine Youth, have a lekker time. <laughs>